I can tell anybody what time it is. I don't know what time it is. Look, how, look at that. It's so crisp. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cheers. Dink it. Dink. Oh, that is Oh, my nice. God. I'm not a white drinker, but God damn, that is good. Oh, man. Some good shit. <laughs> Some good shit. Bark, 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 bark. Welcome back to the Far Strider podcast. Uh, I'm Pop Far Strider, and I'm joined once again by Daddy Tease for another episode of Storytime with Daddy Tease from Tamriel. Ooh. Bark. Uh, we had so much fun doing the previous episode. We decided we'd, you know, just like do it again because Bark. That that's what an episodic series is, is re- repetition. It was fun. It was a good. Those were, it was super fun. Those were some good starter books. So yeah, yeah it was good. Yeah. <clears throat> I have um no idea what we're about to get into today. Um I don't but, know. I think know. random. Random? Random's good. Random's good. Or you can go with a, um, you know, the, you have the the Silver Wolf and the Wolf Queen. So maybe it's a wolf Ooh. series. Oh, let's do wolves <clears throat> today. Grr, where, where should grr, we start? Growl, should we, bark. Should we start with the Silver Werewolf or Biography <clears throat> of the Wolf Queen? I think... We should start with the silver werewolf. Okay. And then the biography of the wolf queen. However, I feel like that might be a really long book. Um, who knows? I mean, they're only going to be so long. It is video game books. They aren't real life books. This is true. But that last book seemed to go on forever. <laughs> Fact. Facts. Also, if y'all are hearing us smack our lips, it's because we got cheese this episode. Mm, mm. Cheese. You know, we just had to taste that mammoth cheese. It's pretty fucking good, I gotta <clears throat> say. Yeah, it's not too toey. <laughs> no, I've tasted feet, and this does not taste like feet. Mm-mm, it does Hard. not. Although I do love me some feet. I like Gouda. Mmm bark <laughs> okay uh so silver werewolf y'all mm, yes okay do you want to start us off daddy or do you want me to start us off sure. today okay so the the silver werewolf by hildegard oh that's hildegard. easy to say <clears throat> must uh, be Sabrina's aunt wrote the book unlike the last fucking episode where it was hard to say every goddamn name <laughs> Yeah, I feel like we're gonna be hitting that same rhetoric this time, but we'll see. I mean, at least this name is easy right off the bat. Hildegard. 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 Bring me my Hildegard. Okay. (laughs) One day, while hunting for rabbits on the slopes of Mount... (laughs) Trollbetta... The silver werewolf flicked her ears at the sound of mournful sobbing on the wind. Never, 
Never one to ignore suffering, the silver werewolf threw her line of rabbits across her shoulder and lumbered toward the sound. Eventually, she found a massive bearded giant all alone on a s uh, snuffed out campfire. Kinky. Oh. All alone at a snuffed out campfire, roaring sadness at the sky. Why do you cry? The silver <laughs> werewolf snarled, and the giant understood thanks to the medallion of Bold Bag the Quick Fox that she wore around her neck. My mate gone, my child gone, vanished as I slept. There are many tiny tracks. I fear goblins have taken them. Turn page. <laughs> he was not wrong. The silver werewolf's keen nose detected the stench of the least, at least a dozen goblins, as well as a lingering scent of paralytic poison. The giant's family was not dead, but ver but they soon would be slaughtered to feed the hungry goblin tribe. No one deserved that cruel fate. The silver werewolf straightened and growled deep. A promise. The goblins will not keep them. Bring them home, and you may ask anything of me. I will ask you to smile, was her only reply. Weak. I know, right? I thought it'd be more dramatic. I'd be I like, you must promise me your firstborn. I know, just smile? Like, what the fuck is that? I mean, I mean, maybe she's got a really good smile. Maybe she does. Maybe she smiles with her... Maybe she smiles <laughs> with her other lips. Yeah, I'm not sure what's appropriate yet for oh. your podcast. I am not. I am not under the jurisdiction of the FAA. <laughs> okay. I'm on the internet. <laughs> so maybe she smiles with her vagina. <laughs> Who knows? Mm. Who's to say? Maybe she's a beautiful giant, and the werewolf was, you know, smitten with delight. Could be. Could be. Oh. Nose to the ground, the silver werewolf tracked the goblin stench down Mount Trebekah, across the smoke forest peaks to a massive goblin enchantment on the fringes of Lost Prospect. It held far more goblins than she had ever seen in one place, which was why they had been brave enough to kidnap giants for food. A small tribe would never have dared anger a vengeful giant. Even um. for the silver werewolf, who could... Oh, uh, should just... Blah, 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 blah. Yes, you have something to say. Uh, they're eating giants. Mm. Do you know how long they could live off of one giant? Yeah, but have you, like, how? Like, you can probably live a year. Oh, wait, they captured giant children. Yeah, her husband and kids. Did you not read? By the way. You're not listening to the story? 
By the way, you remember last episode when we read about the giants mm -hmm. and how there were only male giants and no children and no females? We seem to have discovered the females and the children in this book. Yeah, they got eaten by goblins. <laughs> That's why the <laughs> the Traveler's Guide to Giants couldn't find them because they got eaten. Well, I mean, the guy who wrote that also got, you know, yeeted by a giant. So, hmm. This is also a story. True. That was an actual field guide but you know what they say about every legend there's truth there's always a little bit of truth in a legend some of the goblins eat all the women and how are the men still alive who's to say maybe giants don't die <laughs> it, come on it was aliens it's always aliens they created Tamriel mm, ancient okay. fucking aliens even for the silver werewolf who could tear apart a Dozen goblins without ruffling her fur. A camp of hundreds would be too dangerous. She would have to be clever. Scenting a nearby corpse, an idea dawned on her. She shifted into her Nord form and cloaked herself in the dead woman's rags. 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 Why does that word sound funny to me? I'm I'm not sure. Rags. Thus clothed and looking entirely harmless, she wandered into the goblins' camp like a helpless snored, lost in the snow. Oh, oh, I'm so helpless. I'm lost in the snow. Oh. oh. The goblins came for her at once. That was her plan. <laughs> but all they saw was a unarmed Nord woman dressed in rags, a fine prize. Rather than attacking, they eagerly trusted trust up the silver werewolf and took her to their food pens, where they kept all those caught until it came time to cook them for supper. Once there, they threw the silver, silver werewolf into a makeshift wooden cage and left her to freeze to death in the cold. <clears throat> I feel like a wooden cage outside would not contain a silver werewolf. Thoughts. Yeah, but these dipshits don't know she's a werewolf. They just think she's some skanky Nord woman who wandered into their cave. Be all like, hey, goblin, big boys, you want a good time? Right, I'm just saying she could totally get out of this. Oh, yeah, she's totally gonna get out of this and, like, destroy them. Why do we call her the silver? Can we, like, get to the point? Does she not have a name? Can we call her by a name? By this um, point? Come on. I mean, just call her Silver. My goodness gracious. Or, or call her SW. Mm. SW. As she hopped, hoped, as she hoped, the overconfident goblins had played right into her hands. Even mm -hmm. muffled by her Nord form, the silver werewolf's noise detected the smell of giants nearby. Now... All she had to do was wait until dark, 
and make her escape with the giant's family and any others who wished freedom. This is all she had to do, people. Fuck yes. Is just wait. But I feel something's going to turn. It's not going to be this simple. Anyway, I mean, it would be boring. Like, that's not the end of the book, so... Oh. I hope something more happens. <laughs> Let's find out. <clears throat> Dark fell. Oh, hold on. Let me get like my popcorn all set, like, or rather my pieces of cheese. Got two now. I think I'm set. It's dark time. Okay. Dark me, darkness has fallen. Take a drink of wine. And the goblins grew sleepy. <sighs> okay, the goblins grew sleepy. Are you done? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Darkness fell, and the goblins grew sleeping, leaving only their trained Durzogs. Durzogs? Is that? I, I guess your guess is as good as mine on that word. Uh, that sounds right to me. Leaving their trained Durzogs to prowl the edges of the food. Paddocks. I'm assuming a Durzog is like some like dog animal canine type thing that's guarding the food pens is what I'm is my assumption. I am picturing basically wargs from Lord of the Rings. The dogs that the goblins ride. Mmm. Mm. And the orcs ride. Like, that's what I'm picturing right now. And so they're calling them Durzogs. Because they're like dogs, but they're like <clears throat> but more they're than Durzogs. dogs. You have dogs and you have Durzogs. They're deranged dogs. dogs. And Durzogs. They... I'm a deranged. Oh. oh. Wait, are they named Forest Rider? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. It was a bad night. Turn the page. Oh, oh for hunting, but a good night for sneaking. Oh, sneaking! What are you doing? Sneaking, sneaking, sneaking. As clouds crept into obscure the moon, the silver werewolf shifted forms in the dark and quietly snapped the bars of her wooden cage. While those bars would cage a Nord, they would not match her bestful strength. Silent! As a shadow, the silver werewolf prowled the wood paddocks until her keen nose detected one with giants inside. Just as quietly she opened it, crept inside, and slashed the bonds holding down the giantess and her little one. Your loved one waits where you left them, she whispered in a low growl. Thank you, Moon Kissed. We will see him again, or die trying. Okay, hold up a fucking second. I'm only just now catching on to the fact that the giants are speaking words. Well, yeah, they asked her to go hunt her family that was kidnapped by goblins. Like, 
why don't the giants in the game ever speak words to me? I would love to have a conversation with giants. I feel like, yet again, this is another example of Bethesda missing an opportunity. Those are man giants. Man giants can't talk. These are women. And the women giants aren't in the game. I mean, did you lift up their skirts? They don't have boobs. They have beards. That's true. That's true. Maybe the women grow beards. Not to be sexist in any form. However, it's a <laughs> video game. That's and they made them very mannish. Uh, that's true. That's true. What about what? Maybe they're non-binary. You don't know. I don't. But the game has made I it. I think you're right, though. Has made it that way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Moving on. You're on the last sentence on that page, so... On her way out, the silver werewolf spotted another paddock filled with Norns, moaning with oh, save me. cries save despite me. her I'm distaste Norn. for these wolf killers, animals oh, who killed okay. for sport and not for food. She knew they could be useful in their own way. <laughs> Run now, she snarled to the giantess as she tore into the Nord paddock, snarling and drooling as she minced them with her claws. Screaming Nords burst from their cage in all directions, altering, alerting the Durgogs and Goblin alike. In the commotion, the Silver Warble found the giantess and led her toward the camp's edge. Goblins challenged them, but were cut down by the Silver Warwolf's claws and teeth, or smashed by the dozens at the hands of the vengeful giantess. Ooh. Soon, only the Durzogs pursued them, but one defining howl from the Silver Warwolf sent the crowd cow cowed howl from the Silver Warwolf sent the cowed dogs skittering back to their masters. A number of Nords had escaped as well. The Silver Werewolf saw, and she had no doubt they would return in force to smash the goblins soon. That is what Nords did, and this time only, the Silver Werewolf wished them luck. Under cover of darkness, the Silver Werewolf led the giantess back to Mount Tribeca, and there... At the campfire, the family was reunited. The lonely giant clutched his child and mate as he battled his thanks to his gertrude tongue. How? How can I repay you? Thinking of her own pups, she repeated, I will ask you to smile so I can see how you what was that word? I didn't treasure. Treasure them above all else. And he did. 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 
He did. <laughs> Bark. Um, so that was uh, what, what book were we even reading? I forgot. The Silver Werewolf. The Silver Werewolf. That was the Silver Werewolf. By J. <laughs> by J. J. By Hildegard. <laughs> Yes, by Hildegard. <laughs> if Hildegard was played by J.J. Abrams. <laughs> by J.J. Tolkien Abrams. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I want to say that was better than the first book that we read. I liked it. In the previous episode. I liked it a lot. I felt it like there fun. was some, like... <sighs> sadness some adventure there was like some torture and they're reunited and they came back True. together and the family lived happily ever and there was a giant family all and nobody hurt the silver werewolf werewolves are misunderstood i mean yeah. misunderstood she was Art. helping these individuals yes yes you know like like you do <laughs> um no actually i i did enjoy that there was a lot going on there was adventure there were travel to multiple locations unlike the cake and the diamond last episode where it all took place in a bar yeah on one alderon but she wanted to get to a different alderon because we couldn't pronounce any of the fucking words <laughs> it doesn't really matter yeah meh so, what'd you think? Um, what do you want to give it? I think it's definitely worth five wolf pelts. I mean, let's see. What was our scale again? We had horkers, wolves, saber cats, saber cats, and bears, bears um, dragon. I want to give it a saber cat claw. I. Eye. A saber cat eye. Oh, yeah. I, I would give this one a saber cat eye. It was more exciting. The hero was a doggo. Yeah, which we love. A human doggo, by the way. It's a werewolf. Mm -hmm. And daddy loves them, the werewolves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only thing not going for us is there's no vampires. I mean, honestly, the only thing not going for us is... Um, a lack of description to the action, like, and she cut them down. Like, come on, Skyrim, we'd have killed you to spend like an extra minute writing a page. I just of have to say that this one from Jane is delish. They did not pay us to advertise, but it is fucking good. <laughs> um, it's a white wine, Jane Chardonnay. No. Sustainable vineyards. Ooh, so it's sustainable wine. It is crisp and clean. I love it. Mm. Anyway. All right, moving on. Yeah, I liked it. That was good. That was good. It was That's an adventure. Okay, and we're dropping it so we know we don't want to read it again. Bitch, bye. Okay, so... As was predetermined, uh, our next book is going to be the biography of the Wolf Queen. But before we get into the biography of the Wolf Queen, we need to take a hot minute and pay our bills, which we means... need to take time for our sponsors. Yeah, pack Farstrider and Farstrider merch. Bark, 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 
Bark. Oh, wait, that's all me. <laughs> um, actually, it's not all me. First Rider merges me and uh, and Blitz. Blitz, who helps design some of the more popular designs at First Rider merch. Uh, but Pack First Rider, my Patreon, Bark. And I super appreciate all my Patreons who join in, uh, whether that's at $5 a month or $45 a month or somewhere in between. Uh, For a cup of coffee, you too can be a member of Pack Farstrider. Yeah. I mean, it's less than a cup of coffee a month. Like... Your your grande skinny vanilla latte. That's like six seven okay. bucks. <laughs> we, so we're not here to read, much. Daddy. <laughs> no, no. Mark, but for a cup of coffee a month, you can join Pack Far Strider, and for a little bit more than that, you can get some extra special. F- you know, bonus merch every three months of membership. So, Bark, check it out at patreon.com slash farstrider. Uh, farstrider.com is where you can find links to everything, all the places, all the things. Pack Farstrider! Yay! Anyways, um, yeah, so we paid our bills. Now we're going to read uh, the next book. We're going to get is into what? the second half of the episode where I will read the stolen book, by the way. <laughs> it says stolen mm. in the corner. Yeah. I'm a thief. Uh, Biography of the Wolf Queen. Biography of the Wolf Queen. I hope it's <clears throat> not boring. This I have seen in many. Oh, yes. In many. Many dungeons of keeps mm-hmm. throughout Tamriel. Okay, so uh, Biography of the Wolf Queen by Katar Erifan. <laughs> Katar Erifanes. Just Katar. Katar. By Katar. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, here we go. Left side is blank. We're just going right side page, apparently. Uh, what a waste. Here we go. Few historic figures are viewed as unambiguously evil, but Potema, the so-called Wolf Queen of Solitude, surely qualifies for that dishonor. Born on, born to the imperial family in the sixth. 67th year of the Third Era, Potema was immediately presented to her grandfather, the Emperor Uriel Septum II, a famously kind-hearted man who viewed the solemn, intense babe and whispered, she looks like a she-wolf about ready to pounce. I feel like that is um foretelling mm. of our story. I feel like the foreshadowing is quite heavy-handed. It is very heavy-handed. Mm. Okay, continuing. <laughs> Potema's childhood. What the fuck did I just do with my voice? I don't know. That's what you've been um, talking. So brrr. just keep, keep going. Uh, Potema's childhood... In the Imperial City was certainly difficult from the start. Her father, Prince Pelagius Septim, and her mother, 
What the fuck? Izara. Izara showed little affection for their brood. Her eldest brother, Antiochus, 16 at Putima's birthday, was already a drunkard. Oh, cheers. <laughs> cheers to that. And womanizer, infamous in the empire. Her younger brothers, Sephiroth and Magnus, were born much later, so for years she was the only child in the imperial court. Okay. <clears throat> Hold up for a moment. Uh-huh. Some famous names were just dropped. Oh, fuck yeah. So we are talking about the sister of Magnus Septum, mm -hmm. as well as the daughter of Plagueis Septum. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have Pelagius hip bone in my house right here in solitude. <laughs> so, I hate for us, you guys that play Skyrim, this is a very important yes. book. And if you haven't Story. played Skyrim, where the fuck have you been for literally the last decade? decade. Literally. The last decade. And you've been under a rock. Of gaming has been defined by Bethesda's The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. So. <laughs> okay. There we go. Go ahead. Okay. Continuing. <clears throat> by the age of 14, Potemo was famously beauty, was a famous beauty with many suitors. But she was married to cement relations with King Mantiarco of the Nordic Kingdom of Solitude. She entered the court, it was said, as a pawn, but she quickly became a queen. The elderly King Mantiarco loved her. <laughs> <laughs> and allowed her all the power she wished, which was total. When Ariel Septum II died, the following year, her father was made emperor, and he faced a greatly depleted treasury. Thanks to his father's poor management, Pelagius II dismissed the Elder Council, forcing them to buy back their positions. In 3E97, after many miscarriages, oh, sad, the Queen of Solitude gave birth to a son, whom she named Aurel after her grandfather. Oh, I, I think this is the king at the beginning of Oblivion that's mm -hmm. being born right here. Uh, continuing. Mantiarco quickly made Ariel his heir. But the queen had much larger ambitions for her child. Two years. Why am I going like Emperor Palpatine with this accent? I don't know, but I'm really here for it. I am too. <laughs> I'm kind of like super enjoying this. Like, just don't take okay. it too far. You're, just keep. I'm it. just keeping that same vein. 
Hopefully. Okay. Mark. Here we go. Okay. Uh, continuing on. <laughs> Two years later, Pelagius II died. Many say poisoned by a vengeful former council member and his son, Potemma's brother, Antiochus, took the throne. At age 48, it could be said that Antiochus's wild seeds had yet to be sown. And the history books are nearly pornographic. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> In their depictions of life at the imperial court during the years of his reign. Potemma, whose possession, passion, passion, was for power, not fornication, was scandalized. Scandalized. Escandalo. Every time she visited the imperial city, Montiarco, king of solitude, died the springtide after Pelagius II. Uriel ascended to the throne, ruling jointly with his mother. Doubtless, Uriel had the right and would have preferred to rule alone, but Potemma convinced him that his position was only temporary. He would have the empire, not merely the kingdom. In Castle Solitude, she entertained dozens of diplomats from other kingdoms of Skyrim, sowing seeds of discontent. Her guests over the years expanded to include kings and queens of High Rock and Morrowind as well. The for 13 years, Antiochus ruled Tamriel and proved an able leader despite his moral laxity. Several historians point to proof that Potemma cast the spell that ended her brother's life. But evidence, one way or another, is lost in the sands of time. In any event, both she and her son Ariel were... <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm cracking myself up every time I say Ariel. Ariel. Both she and her son Aurel were visiting the Imperial Court in 3112 when Antiochus died and immediately challenged the rule of his daughter and heir, Kintiara. Kintiara? Rintiara? Rintintin. Kintara. Kintara. Potemma's speech at the Elder Council is perhaps helpful to students of public speaking. She began with flattery and self-abasement. My most... Oh, oh, we're quoting now. We're quoting. I should... <clears throat> I'm, I'm Potemma <clears throat> My most august and wise friends, members of the Elder Council, I am here to... <laughs> I I am but a provincial queen, and I am only assumed to bring to issue what you, 
yourselves must have already pondered. She continued on to praise the late emperor, who was a popular ruler in spite of his flaws. He was a true septum and a great warrior, destroying with your counsel the near invincible armada of Piandonia? Piandonia? Piandonia. Piandonia? I was in some place. <clears throat> but little time was wasted before she came to her point. The Empress Magna unfortunately did nothing to temper my brother's lustful spirits. In point of fact, no whore in the slums of the city spread out on more beds than she. And had she attended to her duties in the imperial bedchamber more faithfully, he would have a true heir to the empire, not the half-wit milk-shop bastard who called themselves the emperor's children. The girl called Ritania is popularly believed to be daughter of Magna and captain of the guard. And may be that she is the daughter of Magna and the boy who cleans the cistern. We can never know for certain not as certainly as we can know the lineage of my son, Uriel, the last, the last of the Septim dynasty. I just have to take a minute <clears throat> and just be like... Tongue pop. Fuck. Like... <clears throat> Drag race, take note. That is how you read someone down. <laughs> Ooh, bark. Okay. <clears throat> Continuing our story. Despite Potema's eloquence, the Elder Council allowed Kinchara to resume the throne as the Empress Kinchara, Kinchara II. Potema and Uriel angrily returned to Skyrim and began assembling the rebellion. Details of the law of the Red Diamond are included in other histories. We need not recount the Empress Kintara II's capture and eventual execution in High Rock at the R3E114, nor the ascension of Potema's son, Uriel III, seven years later. Her surviving brothers, Sephiroth and Magnus, fought the Emperor, and his mother for years, tearing the empire apart in civil war. When Uriel III fought his uncle Sephiroth in Hammerfell at the Battle of Ikidag in 3A127, Potema was fighting her other brother, Uriel's uncle Magnus, in Skyrim at the Battle of Falconstar. 
She received word of her son's defeat and capture just as she was preparing to mount an attack on Magnus's weakest flank. The 61-year-old Wolf Queen flew into a rage and led the assault herself. It was a success and Magnus and his army fled. In the midst of the victory celebration, Potema heard the news that her son, the Emperor, had been killed by an angry mob before he had even made it for trial in the Imperial City. He had been burned to death within his carriage. When Sephorus was proclaimed Emperor, Potema's fury was terrible to behold. She summoned Daedra to fight for her, and her necromancers resurrected her fallen enemies as undead warriors, and mounted attack after attack on the forces of the Emperor Sephiroth I. Her allies began leaving as her madness grew and her only companions were the zombies and skeletons she had amassed over the hours. The kingdom of solitude became a land of death. Stories of the ancient wolf queen being waited on by rotting skeletal chambermaids and holding war plans with their vampiric generals terrified her subjects. Potema died after a month-long siege on her castle in the year 3E137 at the age of 70. While she lived, she had been the Wolf Queen of Solitude, daughter of the Emperor Pelagius II, wife of King Mantiarco, aunt of the Empress Kintiara II, mother of Emperor Uru III, and sister of the Emperors Antiochus and Sephorus. Three years after her death, Sephorus died, and his and Potema's brother Magnus took the throne. Uh, hello, Pantrum. Hel hello. <laughs> Had Everybody's a critic. Uh -huh. Hi. What? You have a lot of words to say, Pantrum. Now Don't I need some wine. Don't talk to her, otherwise she engages with you. Tea. Okay, then. <clears throat> Continuing. Her death was hardly diminished. Her notoriety. Her death has hardly diminished her notoriety, though there is little direct evidence of this. Some theologians maintain that her spirit was so strong, she became a Daedra after her death, inspiring mortals to mad ambition and treason. It is also said that her madness so infused castle solitude that it infected the next king to rule there. Ironically, that was her 18-year-old nephew, Pelagius. Wait, there's another Pelagius? <laughs> so do I have his hip bone? Maybe. Oh. You clearly <laughs> have somebody's hip bone. Yeah, I, I have some Pelagius hip bone. <clears throat> okay, well, <clears throat> continuing. That was her 18-year-old nephew, Pelagius, the son of Magnus. 
Whatever the truth of the legend, it is undeniable that when Pelagius left solitude in 3A145 to assume the title of the Emperor Pelagius III, he quickly became known as Pelagius the Mad. It is even widely rumored that he murdered his father Magnus. So yes, you have his I have his hip bone, hip bone in your bag. my house house just mere digital feet away. The Wolf Queen must surely have had the last laugh. The end. Oh! 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Daddy, what are your thoughts on the biography of the Wolf Queen? I thought this was really interesting. I was here for it. Oh my god, yes. This was literal history of Tamriel from Oblivion to Skyrim. All the things that you go hunting for in your trips, in your travels, and the things you find, and the names that are dropped, and you're like, well, who the hell is this? What is that? Read this book. Holy fuck. <laughs> this was good. This was this really was good. really interesting. This I was by far my favorite so far. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Because not only was it historic, but it was actually well written and interesting. Yeah. They told a really good story. Like, that was some good shit. Well, it's not a story. It's a biography, well, so it's yes. true. It's also Skyrim, so it is a story. On <laughs> This is not the Lord of the Rings. It's not historical. Neither is Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, but, but no, that was... Oh, that was good. I really enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Also, I had a lot of fun being like... This... <laughs> it was fun. I feel like that's your go-to character. I feel like it is time. in Skyrim. Even in life? Yeah, but the people on the podcast have never really met that character. These people on the podcast also watch you play Skyrim, so yes, they've met you. No, I don't think I brought this character out <laughs> in my streams. He's brought it out. I've brought other characters out. No, you haven't. I don't think this one has made an appearance yet. Maybe Either way, it was great. <laughs> yes. I would say... We're getting into bear territory yet? Mm. One bear claw. I, I I agree. I will give it one bear claw. So that, for the audience, that means it got five horker tusks, five saber cat eyes. Uh, no. Five, uh, five, five wolf pelts. Horker tusks, five wolf pelts, five, five saber cat, cat eyes, eyes, and a bear claw. So it's Ooh, a bear claw sounds really good right now. I could always go for a donut. Mm. So we have Horker. We have Wolf. We have Supercat. We have... Bear. Bear. And then Dragon. And then Dragon. So this is... Like... This is like a four-star book. Copper, bronze, silver, gold, platinum. Like like on Amazon, this fourth star is halfway colored in. Yes. Yes. 
Mm. A bear claw. Four star review. Mm. Actually, Def- you know what? I want to give it definitely two bear claws. a toot. It's a toot. Mm. Much toot. Much toot. Bark. Okay. You say two. I say one. Okay. Well, we'll stick with one then. Because you're daddy and you outvote me. <laughs> this is true. Bark. Um, well, yeah. So episode <clears throat> two. I had a lot of fun again, daddy. Yeah, this was good. And this is yeah. so much better than episode one. So Everything good. always is better than one. I mean, Gross. usually the sequel sucks. And then it's the third episode where we really like get in there. But I feel like our second episode was great. I think it all comes down to book choice. True. And character development. And so the thing is, is we don't pre-read any of these books. We're literally grabbing them off my shelves by their title. We are not pre-reading anything. We're literally grabbing them by their title and being like, that might be fun to read. And like before we started recording the first episode, he was like, don't you want to like read a little bit of it? I was like, no, we're going to discover this as we go. And so literally when we read this on the podcast this is the first time we've actually read the book maybe we should pre-read just so we know the words that are coming up so we don't stumble what we're saying but that's kind of part of the fun part of the adventure it is it's part of the adventure part of the fun and if the book is really awful we can always just pull the plug on that book in the middle of reading it be like this is too much shit to read this doesn't even rate a horker tusk bye yeah Ah. <coughs> it doesn't even get its vanji moment. It just goes bah. <laughs> okay, I think it's time to wrap up episode two. I'm Pop Farstrider. I'm Debbie Tees. Thank you all so much for joining us. Make sure you hit the like buttons or whatever buttons there are and subscribe. Make sure you're subscribed and following and check us out and find all the places. You don't have to pay to subscribe. That's true. You can subscribe for Just free. Just click and like. like this subscribe. Is, this is definitely Get the available. Podcast right to your door. Yes. Right to your device, whatever device that is. It's available on the internet at farstrider.com. You can also listen like through the SoundCloud app, but also it should be available on uh well, it was available on iTunes. It might not be right now, but I will get it back up on there. Where, so, you know, we'll get wherever it Wherever you hear your podcasts, you should be able to find I us. mean, we're going to be on iHeartRadio app. I know that much. So there like, you they'll go. take anything. They're like just listen wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, listen wherever you listen. If you can't find me wherever you listen, bitch at the company and be like, I want the first Strider podcast. God damn it. <laughs> Nicer than that. <laughs> So not like the Tiger King going no, after Carol Baskin. No, no GD needed. <laughs> I want the Fowler Strider podcast. Get it on your platform. Okay, and we're done. Alrighty, bark, 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 bark. We'll catch y'all on the next episode if I can find the button. Episodo. Bark, 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 bark. Oh.